Where do writers find inspiration? How do you write what really matters to you? I'm joined by Indomiso Kovana and Matthew Khalil on the Three Wells podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host and film critic, Spling. In this episode, we'll discuss the ins and outs of screenwriting with our renowned guest through the lens of Matthew's book, The Three Wells of Screenwriting. We hope that by taking this journey with us, you'll never be stuck again. Indomisa Kovana obtained a Master of Fine Arts at New York University's Tisch School of the Arts in 2009. He wrote and produced the Mzanzi magic film Utandi Uyachata earlier this year. Matthew Khalil is an author, lecturer, and screenwriter with over 20 years of experience in directing, editing, and writing for film. The versatile and influential writer has continued to sharpen his craft through script editing, acting, and coaching the filmmakers of tomorrow. His inspirational and empowering new book, The Three Wells of Screenwriting, offers a fresh perspective and cross-section of his broad and deep understanding of film when it comes to the writing process. Over to you, Matthew. Thank you, Spring. Hola, Buti. Hola, hola, Buti. Yeah, unjani? Pilile, unjani? Pilile, namen kos. That's about as far as I go, unfortunately, in Tetaring is closer. So I'm, I, I have a, my guest here and, and friend, Namiso Kovano. And I wanted to start off with some is closer because um, one of the things that really frustrates me is being an English-speaking South African is we, we always think that when we talk to people, we immediately start speaking in English. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. English is not your first language, right? It's, it's not. Definitely yeah. not. I find it, yeah, it's just strange. And it's linked to writing in a really strong way, I think, because having taught a lot of people who speak is closer as their, as their first language, I'm finding it it's sometimes difficult to express yourself in, in, a, in another language. We'll get into this later. Yeah. But um, before I do, I just think we should have a listen to Miso's movie. You just made a movie, yes? What's it called? The title of it's the movie? It's called Utandu Yachat. Utandu Yachat. Mm. You see, even pronouncing that is difficult for me. But let's have a listen and, and then we can uh, take it from there. All right. Oh! <laughs> Ah, fantastic. Good. I didn't understand a lot of that, but um, you've managed to make an Iskosa movie. Can you tell me a bit about how, how did that happen? What, what's the, what is the process? Initially, I didn't intend it to be an Isikosa film, but then since the story itself was based or is based or on Isikosa culture, it had to be in Isikosa. But I didn't write it in Isikosa because, you know, the, the, the problem of commissioning editors, producers, whom you're intending to actually attract and support the film, they always want it in, in English. Even if you say it's not an English story, you know, uh, I, was, I was lucky enough to, uh, to get a commission from Mnet, Mzansi Magic. Uh, they really liked the, the story and they encouraged me to, to have the dialogue, most of it in Isikosa, which for me was just, you know, music to my ears. The original idea of the story. So in the three wells of screenwriting, we've got these three different wells, the external sources wells, um, other movies you've seen, mm. your imagination well, is like stuff just comes to your imagination. And then your mm. memory well is, is memories that you tap into your own personal memories. Yeah. Where did the story come from for you? Was it based on, on life and your experience? Uh, no, it was based on a mixture of stories I've, uh, I've heard. 
wanting to also respond to uh, misogyny as well and speak for women because I've got five sisters. So I felt like, you know, this... I need to add my voice, you know, in the dismantling of this whole big project, uh, misogyny. Wow. I had to learn about the, the, the culture and do more research in terms of arranged marriages within a, a royal setting, which is apparently still a thing. For me, I, I looked at how I could add my voice and give prominence to women. So I think, I mean, if I'm hearing you correctly, it's almost like in terms of the wells, you're tapping into your external sources well by doing research about this culture, about the, mm. the royal um, weddings. Yeah. You're also tapping into your memory well of, mm. of having three sisters and, yeah. you know, just kind of being able to write from a female perspective, which I think is a... Is a is it's quite a challenge. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'd do justice uh, <laughs> to it. Uh, Have I mean, your sisters uh, seen the movie? They have, and they're very excited. I don't know if they're excited because they're my, they're my siblings, but they, they seem to be excited about uh, the success of the film. That's fantastic. And yeah. then your imagination, well, you obviously also, you, you made up some of the story? I made up most of the story, in fact. The issue was arranged marriages and the fact that women in general in most communities tend to be undermined. So I had to imagine because no one is going to come up front and, and uh, admit to and undermining women you know it's as much as we we do it as men we we don't want to be caught doing it no one wants to take responsibility exactly no one wants to take a responsibility so i had to imagine a plausible story based on many other stories that i've i've heard i've read about i've been i've been told uh, about so i had to put up put together a story that said this is not on this needs to be challenged without saying it's wrong but the character within the story had to had, had to take a stand and say, I'm not going to put up with this. I'm going to do things according to how I feel. I'm very basically. impressed. It's such an important moment to tell the story as well. I think, you know, everyone's, I, th I think men are beginning to look at our actions mm. and, and kind of think like, why are we doing the things we're doing? I'm really hoping that, that those questions are being asked. And I think it's, it's really great and brave and amazing that you've, that you've done this at this point. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm even uh, a bit nervous about what I did because, you know, uh, I, do I qualify? Even to <laughs> to add that voice to say women matter because I feel like certain quarters it might not be welcome because it's still a man's voice. I know exactly what uh, you mean. You know, trying to you know help women instead of them standing up for themselves, dealing with their issues head on. Exactly. They, that, that 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 means if they do it themselves, that means they it proves that they they're equally capable. Mm. But. Yeah. You know, it's almost like as men, maybe we should just be telling the stories about ourselves struggling with to navigate this new yeah, space. That's very important. Did you did you kind of did you have an intention before you started writing this to kind of tell a story that would make a difference? Was that your starting point? Was it a message film almost to begin with? To, yes, I think that 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 helped me quite a lot to be intentional in my writing. Being socially responsible for your content that yeah. you're putting out into the world. I mean, mm. that's so important. Yes, this is amazing. I mean, it's so interesting, you know, in the Miso, you once were my student, but I'm sitting here, I feel like I'm in front of a very wise man who's done a lot of thinking around the creative process, which is also something that I'm hoping my book will help people achieve, which is that as creators of content, as creators of stories, I think intentionality is really, really important. But do you yeah. think you achieved it in some way? Well, she is. She, she, I, she, I think she comes across as a very strong female lead with very strong convictions. And she, she fights. She drives the story. She drives the guy. She, she doesn't give up until whatever it is that she wants is achieved, basically. So I don't know if I've... I've achieved it. I've, uh, I've tried my best. 
Yeah, it's amazing to me how fragile this process is. You know, even this interview, it's it's like we're talking about stuff that it's difficult to talk about. It hey? is very difficult to talk about. It's amazing. We, and I mean, look at we 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 all men here. Yeah, in this uh, we're talking room, about yeah. you know a man who has written a story about empowering a woman. Yes. And uh, are we are we qualified? Well, I don't know. Here's my question as well: is, Do you <laughs> think do you think you would be interested to write a story about a man dealing with this pro- stuff? Because you know we have to look inside ourselves as well as yeah. men. Would you be interested in writing a story like that, like about Namiso as being a township guy? I've, I have so many stories that I've written about me uh, being from from the townships and how I navigate township life and how how that affects me. And not just being a township guy, a, a black township guy. Mm. How I navigate life in general as a male from mm. the township because it is a constant negotiation of trying to prove to yourself and others that you're actually legit in what you're doing and you're not the bad guy that's portrayed on Tzotis, mm. uh, for instance, mm. uh, and many other medias that always portray black township males as as weapons or destructive. It's, it's an endless negotiation, a township male. So, so right now we're watching you negotiate the space. I'm, it's, it's messed up. I'm negotiating the space. I'm brought in as a writer, um, an Isikosa writer, mm-hmm. who's now being interviewed in English. Mm-hmm. And I have to tap into my well. Well, what's amazing <laughs> is you're tapping your external source as well, which is English. Mm. But yet your inner well, your memory well is Isikosa. Mm. Yeah. Basically, having taught writing to people who's not English speaking I just it, it kills me that you have to write in English and it's like is it is there like a, it feels to me like there's a separation from the true inner yeah. the Miso Kovana is closer man you know mm. and then this English thing mm. that we're right now doing yeah. is there a separation and how do we bridge that separation uh, that, that, that's a tough one because from the get go we were conditioned to think that English is superior so if and when you can express yourself in, in, in English, that means that you are smarter than the rest. It's got to do with the, 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 where the power lies. Mm. Who's got the power? Mm. For instance, I can, jump and, uh, I can jump up and down all I want and say I'm going to write my mm. film in Isikosa. At the end of the day, the people who own uh, exhibition platforms will tell me, no, we, will not. we do have it, then dangle the carrot and say, if you don't, sort that 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 that, that doo out and make it in his in English. You can kiss it goodbye. Mm. So messed up, man. It is. It is. I think it's 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 so messed up, and it's not only us. It's it's everywhere. Yes. Even in the states, it's exactly. such a huge thing. You well, feel Latino, Spanish, you've especially. Got, yeah, exactly. You you've got an accent and you can't speak English well. They don't care. They don't have time for mm. you. Yeah. I think the thing for me though that that, that I'm, then the reason I'm so happy we're talking about this is language and writing and culture, it's so linked up, you see. So it's not like we're having a political conversation. Yeah, mm. We're actually talking about screenwriting for mm. me because at the heart of screenwriting and in the book, The Three Wells, mm. we talk about like your memory well. Mm. So your n- knowledge of yourself comes through the language that you speak in a way and your knowledge of your culture comes through your language very strongly, mm. I think. So it's not just an abstract discussion about politics. It's actually a discussion about how do... Because one of the things I talk about in the book is like expressing your true inner self in a script, which can then go on the screen, which can then resonate with an audience. If you're tapping into your memory well, right? Mm. When you're doing that process 
and then translating that in English? Does something get lost? If it's not going to be there, are certain words that cannot be translated to any language from Isutwasa. I, I, I don't lose much. I do lose, but not much, mm. because I do have the core idea, uh, the core story down before I can translate it. The hard work comes when I have to translate the story into English. It becomes quite a, a negotiation. I have to write it, and I'm like, it's not as punchy as I intended it. And you, you, you send it across across the Atlantic and ask people to read, and they don't understand what, what it is you're writing about. Yeah, no. because the dialogue's been now translated into English yeah. and it sounds clunky and wooden and you're like, yeah. oh, you, you're missing all the subjects. You're not writing for you. You're writing for, for others. Yes, that's the problem. You know? I think we, we're almost done. So two more prosaic questions in English after all of this. <laughs> Where do you write, literally? Like, where's the physical place that you write? <laughs> well, I, I don't have a preferred place. I write in my living room. While the TV is on and, and kids playing around, because I've got ki- I've got kids playing around and yelling at each other and fighting, but I continue to write. When I'm absorbed, it doesn't matter where I am. Everything just for me stands still, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm absorbed, and the characters are speaking to me, and I'm just merely translating, wow. and responding, and laughing. You know, so I don't have a preferred place. I'm not one of those writers who say, well, I need it quiet place, you know, so that my imaginations can, you know, flow uninterrupted mm. and what have you. No, I can write anyway. And then uh, second question, and probably last question heading towards the end now. If you could give advice to writers who are stuck facing writer's block in some way, what advice can you give them? I do not have a, a one-size-fits-all advice because it might not apply to others. Uh, but when when you're stuck, when I'm stuck, what I do is is that I go back to, to the original logline mm. and ask myself questions about these characters and what they want. How are they trying to get what they want? If you know who they are, they will tell you their story. It is a fragile process, but you have to. it's almost like being a little bit humble before the characters and saying... Absolutely. What are tell you me, saying? Tell me a story. They said, a story gods will always smile at you if you respect... Uh, the characters absolutely yeah thank you that's very wise words so we've we've reached the end here but we have a little tradition on the three wells podcast which i'm beginning which is in this in this packet i have a little gift which i've been giving everyone which is a little cheese ball so it's a little uh, handmade handcrafted cheese made here in cape town it's a little bit you just kind of grate it with a a fork or a knife sorry Mm -hmm. into your pasta whatever you're eating thank you uh, yeah does that mean the interview was cheesy yeah (laughs) (laughs) this one was definitely not cheesy thank you i appreciate it man thanks for listening we have more great guests lined up so be sure to check in for the next three wells podcast and remember to subscribe for our updates